Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning. Hey there. Come on. Brand new week, brand new start, a brand new year. What? And the same. Well, hello there. Very good, merry, happy morning to you. Here we are, 15th of November 2021, uh, at the time of recording and live streaming and uh, all, all, all of that stuff. And uh, we've got some, some stuff going on, I'll tell you. Um, make no mistake. Uh, we've got Mick Wright coming up in a bit, I think, uh, provided he didn't take offence to me talking about him being on the lav uh, on Twitter just now um, and, and him not actually being on the lav um, and being prepared to come and talk about his uh, brilliant newsletter. Um, and later on, we've got a big celebration. Uh, I mean, I say a big celebration. It's me playing some tunes. Uh, it's it's coming up for, well, on Wednesday. It will be two years of this project uh, of Not Today, Thank You. Two whole years, two trips around the sun and uh, many, many hours of uh, meritless audio. But um, it's exciting. Uh, what I've done is is uh, I've, made, um, I've made an album. This is what I did last year. Uh, I, I made a, a, a kind of um, a compilation of all the musics uh, which went into the show. And I've done that again, and it's going to be uh, live on Wednesday. So um, you will be able to uh, listen to all of that. I mean, don't buy it. Just just stream it on one of the streaming ones. Um, it's going to be great. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, I think we should do this. Every day the papers pop out and the streams of hate. The fifth column's propaganda, they were propagate. But who can penetrate the ramparts of the fourth estate? <laughs> Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broken Bottle Boy. Hey! Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broken Bottle Boy. Hey! Mick, Hello. Are you, Good morning. It actually sounded like you were on the lav. Are you on the lav? Dear I'm God. not on the lav. My wife was just started running water and doing My, kettles. And that's things. fine. That's fine. I like that. I like that homey ambiance. You yeah, know, don't well. don't be berating your wife just because you know you've locked it down now. Don't start <laughs> thinking you can start being that guy. I'm I'm not that guy. 
embrace all of it. It's wonderful. Um, I've got a little bit before before we take uh, your light-hearted take on the week's news. Oh God, enough <laughs> of this! Come on. Now I've got a little bit of picadoring. Uh, Neil has emailed. It's not today. It's one He says, "Good morning, Mister McWright. I always look forward to your sideways view of the news in this crazy world we live in. Your askew and humorous takes on the news and events keep me coming back for more every week, especially with your comedic." twist of making the audience think you're an extremely aggressive young man. (laughs) I'm writing to you this week to share with you a couple of hilarious photos of items that came into my possession. Now you may think that I'm too busy eating avocado on toast and dining in breakfast cereal restaurants to do my own shopping and that's why I have a subscription veg box. Yes, I cannot commend highly enough the young man that pops his veg up my entry every Wednesday. As I was unloading the young man's marrow onto my granite worktop, I found... You love this, Mick. I found two pieces of veg that looked extremely like not only male genitalia, but also a female's genitalia. I was so surprised and taken aback, I nearly fell against my breakfast nook. Please find attached the photo of said private parts of salad. Now, obviously, um, I I can't really... Get them up. I guess I could. Pro- I could. I could try, and I should try. I'll, I'll try in due course. Um, they are hilarious, and you, Mick, you, ha, your face. It'll be brilliant. I'll see what I can see, do. I see that we're remaking that's life now. Where's the dog that says sausages? Um, it, well, it doesn't say sausages. It just. It just makes sausages. Anyway. Uh, that's uh, your sincerely Brinsley please let me back onto the podcast dear love uh, that's, a, that's a very long ago callback to the podcast anyway Mick good morning yes, mate good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning, mate. Good, morning good morning good morning <laughs> now what's what have, what have you spotted in the papers what's caught your eye oh Jesus <laughs> how, how how close to the edge are we here am I so am close. I re- okay okay so let's just check it all right. How Maybe many I'll weeks stop. are we planning to do this bit for? Because all the weeks so for the, till the end of time, to the heat right. death of the universe. Okay, good, good. That's fine. I, this is existential pain. It's just I'll just add it to the pile. Sure. Uh, well, <laughs> I wanted to talk about everybody's favorite anti- Antipodean great uncle. Yeah, uh, Uncle Roops, Uncle Rupert Murdoch. That lovely, lovely man whose influence on British politics and culture is nothing but uh, positive and life-affirming. It's warm. Of all the knees I'd want to be dandled on. What an avuncular chap. I think his is is the knee. Yeah. By the way, did you see, did you see, do you, do you watch Strictly Come Dancing? uh, No, I watch the clips. Okay. I just watch clips. I've seen the, uh, the, the, um, the very uh, the dance with the silence in it, which was very lovely. It was, uh, but no. I, what else have I meant to have seen? Well, just um, it's kind of amazing that Katya Jones, one of the dancers on Strictly, uh, she she went on Twitter a couple of days ago and said, "It's a shame it's come to this, but I feel forced into publicly defending myself after weeks of being bashed by a particular newspaper. The Sun oh. have come to me repeatedly, offering me sums of money to do exclusives, which I politely decline. Now it seems they feel the need to, and uh, they've put her on the front page." So yes, she's they throwing did. tantrums. Got, she's um, in the pile down yeah. there somewhere of the many newspapers. And she says yeah. there are a lot more important things going on in the world that should be making front page news. Uh, and this isn't true. And yeah, it's very. It, it's it's kind. Of, 
it's always interesting when, uh, particularly when something massive's happening and the sun is doing, got like uh, exclusive on I'm a celeb or whatever. And you uh-huh. think, uh, what have you decided to ignore today yes. to put this on there? But Uncle Root, yeah, it's particularly interesting you use the word dandle uh, oh, yeah. on the knee because, yeah, because um, Rachel Johnson, um, the first sister, yes. uh, LBC presenter, she was uh, making an appearance at Radio Centre's tuning in uh conference which was um radio center is the commercial radio industry's uh, industry body oh, right. uh and she was there to have a chat and uh she uh, said um uh, that uh rupert murdoch goes to checkers and says to my brother as he dandles wilf on his knee boris you've got to get rid of the bbc it's eating my lunch they've got a website they're a publisher it's not competitive they've got a website they've got a website yeah. um but anyway, she she said this at this um, at this event. Curiously, the video which had been on Radio Centre's YouTube video YouTube channel rapidly disappeared. So I'm not able to check whether, as she later claimed, it was a, it, she was just joking it and it's been taken out joke. of context because the context is not available. Um, well, I thought it was interesting because she then said in her, in her um, rebuttal to the Daily Mail that ran the story about this. Um, Sorry to disappoint, but but Rupert Murdoch has never told the PM to get rid of the BBC, as I'm quoted as saying in the Daily Mail. It never happened. Joke taken out of context. Totally my fault for agreeing to say a few words about the future of the media, a pulse to all who got excited. So I was thinking about this a little bit because... Mm. A, I don't believe her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and B, even if um, it's true that she she doesn't know of that ever being said, uh-huh. Rupert Murdoch hit you with some love to hit you with some figures, right? Uh-huh. On the same day in 2019 that Boris Johnson said he would would seek a general election. Well, earlier that day he'd had a social meeting with Rupert Murdoch. It was social. Uh, yeah, between them... Turmeric lattes, come on, <laughs> chill out. And in the 14 months after Boris Johnson entered number 10, there were 40 meetings uh, between ministers, uh, including the Prime Minister and senior News UK executives, including Rupert Murdoch. Uh, some interesting ones like that. In the seven-week period in between August and September 2020, Murdoch and Rebecca Brooks uh, held seven private meetings with five senior ministers, including a meeting between Murdoch and Johnson on the 18th of September, which was followed three days later by another one between the Prime Minister and Brooks. So back in um, 2016, there was a, there's a quote that, uh, that has been put around for quite some time uh, about uh, that Rupert Murdoch was said to have said, where he, he was said to have said, when I go into Downing Street, they do what I say. When I go to Brussels, they take no notice. And that oh. prompted R- Rupert Murdoch to send a letter to the um, to the Guardian saying, I have made it a principle all my life never to ask for anything from any prime minister. Now, it could be that Rupert has become quite uh, forgetful in his old age, being as, you know, he is... Um, well. Isn't you know, it rather than a desiccated old uh, mummy? Rather um, than making a, a request, I would say Rupert Murdoch's more, more likely to give instructions. Yeah, I think uh, uh, well, semantics. Like, but there's an example to draw on. So in 2015, there was a release of documents by the Thatcher Archive, which is now at um, Churchill College, Cambridge. And for years, um, both the Conservative Party and uh, Rupert Murdoch had always said there was no communication whatsoever um, in 1981 between um, 
Margaret Thatcher and Rupert Murdoch over his um, him wanting to acquire the Times and the Sunday Times, which mm-hmm. uh, there was a monopolies a murder commission investigation into it because if that were to happen, which it did, Murdoch would then have control of 40% of the British press at that time. Now, it came out in 2015 that contrary to them saying there was no communication, in fact, there had been a secret lunch at Chequers uh, where Thatcher it's and Murdoch lattes, had met. It's lattes, come on. Funny that, isn't it? Funny that. And, I don't think and, lattes uh, have been invented then, to be fair. And, pro- and then, you know, in subsequent years, there were secret meetings between Tony Blair and Rupert Murdoch at Chequers. And basically, after since the Leveson inquiry, um, meetings between the press and government ministers, senior civil servants, are now... Uh, logged but the way they're logged is you get things like pretty patel saying she had a private lunch with rupert murdoch mm. nothing nothing to worry about there no notes taken no civil servants present it no minutes private. of that it was private. and at the time that she had that private lunch with rupert murdoch whose wedding to jerry hall she attended as a guest a um, private the guest. the long awaited report into the murder of daniel morgan which um touches on uh, many individuals associated with News International and News UK, Rupert Murdoch's businesses, um, was, uh, it was, uh, we were waiting for it to appear. And um, the person keeping that from appearing was Pretty Patel. But of course, we don't know what was said at that meeting. We'll never know what was, was said at that meeting. It was meeting. private, mate. And even at official meetings, because of the 20-year rule, um, we won't know. We won't know what these discussions have. So we get to have now, oh, well, uh, Rupert Murdoch isn't inf- doesn't um, influence the government. It's not. But then no. I think we will see in about 20 years' time what we saw in 2015 uh, about the takeover of the Times and Sunday Times, which is, you know, 20 years earlier. Yeah, in fact, uh, Rupert Murdoch had pressured to um, get, get Thatcher's support for that takeover in return for his papers supporting her. But this stuff is... While we're talking about corruption in British life at the moment and mm. saying, um, oh, well, what's going on with politicians and stuff? It, it, is, it is so accepted and so baked into British society that Rupert Murdoch has um, pretty much unrestrained access to to number 10. Mm. Um, that it, He is one of the most corrupting factors in British life and has been since he acquired the news of the world in 1969. The thing to remember about Ruth Murdoch is we talk about, say, um, Lebedev, right, and say, oh, it's a foreign owner of a newspaper. Mm. But Rupert Murdoch is a foreign owner of a newspaper. He's he's Australian born and and now a American citizen. He's never been a British citizen. He's (laughs) and then people say, oh, well, you know, his companies pay a lot of tax in this country, et cetera, Mm. et cetera. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you get to buy access to the highest levels of government. And we, we know that, for instance, one of the reasons that he switched his uh, support from the Tories to New Labour was that Tony Blair agreed that they wouldn't go into the euro. And John Major, who didn't really accede to Murdoch's wishes very much during his time, um, sl- look, watch how the sleaze uh scandals now are operating at the weekend um george parker of the ft um sort of said the quiet bit loud on a times radio um newspaper review where he said well yeah the prime minister didn't apologize for sleaze so um that goaded fleet street into looking for more stories about sleaze you when you look at the things that are coming out now they are all facts that have been known to the press for years but now it's time to put a little bit of pressure on the tories sure 
So, the, and it's the same thing with sleaze in the nineties. All of these things were well known. There have for many years been, you know, filing cabinets in uh, the offices of papers like the News of the World with stories about people in them, which are held until mm. they're required to be used. The vaults. So, so what we have with Murdoch is we have a man who essentially, when he says, I don't have to tell prime minister, you know, I don't ask prime ministers for things. It's a little bit like in a mafia movie where, mm. you know, the capo de capi too, he doesn't say, I want you to do this. It's just made, you know, it's, it's made It's just clear. understood. It's understood. Yeah. And he employs other people to say what he wants so that he's never the one saying it. Me, 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 me. Are you going to say about no, lattes no, again? No. Because I can't. No. I can't. Ready? You ready? You ready? I simply cannot. You ready? Yeah. Checkers? Yeah. Blank checkers. More like? Bang! Oh, that's it. We've got I should them. do a satirical podcast. We've got them. We've nailed them down now, Jake. That's Let's it. They're an, done for another now. Another 100,000 listeners on. Yeah. So. Uh, More yeah. like? Yeah. Um, and the other thing I, I I wanted to raise was uh, yeah. the the the, the, grim, so, the really the, this the grim feels spe- like COP twenty six. An interjection from Norfolk. Yes, <laughs> the other grim spectacle this weekend of the uh, of of the newspapers doing their weird war Christmas celebrations, um, including war Christmas. Um, you mean yeah, Remembrance Day? Incru- including Tom Tom Newton Dunn interviewing the chief of the defence staff uh, and just talking about how brilliant he is failing to mention things like uh this is an interview in the times of course failing to mention the times recent scoops about um the cover-up of a murder of a kenyan woman um most likely by british troops uh the fact that um that british military housing is falling apart the fact that uh, there are the new tank they have makes so much noise that it causes the people riding in it to vomit none of that came up it's just like wasn't he fantastic and he and he also talked about uh, northern ireland said oh yeah it's terrible um how these men these 80 year old men are being brought into court for things that happened a long ago and mm. he doesn't mention the name john pat cunningham the name of the 27 year old um, man who was uh, who uh, with special needs, who was shot in the back uh, by Dennis Hutchins, the soldier who died at eighty last month while uh, being prosecuted. Um, this stuff is grotesque. There, there is uh, this sort of amazing um, kind of uh, societal rule generally, which is um, you can do anything you like in your youth as long as you live long enough, evading accountability. Because 100%. at that point, it's like, well, he's an old man. It's like, yeah, but he wasn't when he did the crime. And even so, he's the same human. Um, yeah, and we don't apply that. We don't apply that uh, rightly. Don't apply that notion to, you know, the remaining people who had involvement with, um, you know, with the Nazi not, war crime. He's an we old don't. man. He's an old. <laughs> he's an old man. We, do, we don't say, no. oh, well, he's 98. So never mind, eh? You know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 this is, you know, I've, I've, I've long said, you know, that, that my, my, days of best newcomer uh, are obviously long long gone my only hope now is the lifetime award which is why god help me i'm going to keep going with this goddamn podcast just for that it's longevity yeah. now so you know you 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 need to keep going too you, you know you've got a long yes. well i'm long 37 haul. so um... yeah exactly and the other thing I wanted to say is that uh, Dominic Sandbrook, who who wrote an uh, who's who wrote an essay in the um, 
in, in, in the Daily Mail this weekend saying, oh, well, don't you think all this stuff on the um, on the on the borders uh, of um, uh, Eastern Europe Belarus, is, uh, yeah. isn't a bit like isn't it a little bit like there might be another war? And it was sort of written in that kind of um, weepy, lacrimose way. But mm. actually, you could tell he was uh, popping a boner at the thought of another <laughs> war. Um, yeah. Yeah. A and, European and one. Point, Come on. And at one point he writes in this essay. Um, uh, was it worth it? The deb- this is him talking about World War One. Was it worth it? The debate will never be settled. And you think, I think we've settled the debate. World War One was categorically not worth it. Wow. Um, I also very much enjoyed uh, in your newsletter, which people should go and subscribe to. It's brokenbottleboy.substack.com. It's free. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, or you can, you know, I mean, you can pay, and that would be great. I'm just, yes. I'm, I'm trying to hook them in. You know, I'm trying hook to hook them in. Hook him Come in. on. Yeah. Um, the the extraordinary thing, I mean, it's only a detail, but um, the harassment of Naga Manchesi online for wearing her poppy on, quotes the wrong side. Yeah, yeah, incorrectly wearing the poppy. The British Legion, the Royal British Legion, makes it very clear on its website, there is no, inc- you can't wear it incorrectly. If you're wearing a poppy, you can't wear it incorrectly. It also doesn't say that everyone should wear a poppy. But, you know, so demented is the experience of the BBC uh, with uh, making sure that it's wearing, that poppies are being worn, that I had to bring back the uh, November the 7th, 2016 appearance by the Cookie Monster on the one show where the Cookie Monster was required to wear a poppy and of course remember the pop the, the cookie monster's impression of sentience is um created by having someone else's hand up his ass uh, <laughs> which makes him very similar to most backbench mps <laughs> that's life with mick wright i i could not hate that jingle more. i mean I, <laughs> and I, re- I recognize that anytime i say that means you will just play it. yeah i mean it's it's Honestly, it's it's the joy of trolling. This is the problem, you know, with sort of horrific uh, abuse of power. It feels great. And that's why yeah. they do it. Uh, and that's why I'm doing it here and now. Um, it's all I've got. Intellectually, you run circles around me. Uh, your breadth of knowledge is matchless. Um, all I can do is access to a make soundboard. silly farty jingles <laughs> that are a bit like that's life. Yeah. Well. So there well. you go. Thank you for having me as ever to, to, thank, for a, a bit of a morning humiliation. Thank, thank you. Yes, you can, um, you can go and get on with the rest of your life now. Um, Mick, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, see you next week. See you next week. That will be wonderful. Mick Wright, everybody. Bye-bye. Thunderous applause ensues. There's, uh, there's one of the pictures from Neil. Um, I, think, I think you can agree. That is, uh, that's quite the route. And where's the other one? There it is. Wowzers. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful red pepper there. Uh, anyway, that jingle um, and others like that are going to be available on Wednesday uh, when I release the uh, the second anniversary album. Um, and uh, it's it's got a lot of tunes on it. Um, some really nice ones. Uh, and then s- some some other ones. Uh, this is. Uh, do you remember any? I thought I'd just play you a few of them. This is one of the ones that I did. Uh, I did like an advent thing. Th- there will be a theme that re- recurs through my little walk through some of these tunes. I did advent tunes. The idea was I was going to do one every day in the run up to Christmas. I think I did eight. At that point, John Holmes asked me to do some music for him and it kind of took all my time. 
It's cute, huh? And then there's others that aren't quite so pretty, but you know they've got a certain, a certain something. Uh, do you remember this one? It's a tune. your mum doing on TikTok. There's also this one, which is uh, one of the most popular ones uh, on YouTube. Before the show starts on YouTube, I tend to play a few tunes. For copyright reasons, obviously I play my own. Um, I think I've put this one up before, but this has got the sample on it. Got a little bit bolder. Uh, Very popular, that. When I say very popular, what I mean is Gem likes it. That's that's all. Um... Other stuff, stuff I've done with Davey. Uh, do you remember this remix that I did? Uh, that was where we found an old tune and I decided to flesh out the music. Um, and this one with Davey. First flag of the morning. First flag of the morning. First flag of the morning. <laughs> uh, but also, um, so like the first album, there's like three albums that are going out on Spotify and YouTube and iTunes and everywhere, I think. Uh, Google Musics. I don't know. I can't remember. Everywhere. Simply everywhere. Um the first album is kind of like a lot of Christmassy stuff because I did, I did, I did, I did do quite, quite a lot of uh, kind of uh, Christmassy songs, um, and so you know, some of it was was quite pretty. Uh, I did this one. Do you remember? That was um, this was Christmas two that we did in was it February? It's cute. Cute. Um, uh, the the second album I think has uh, a lot of um, kind of th- the more latter stuff like. You can watch sad, chick, yeah, on oh seven eight six two oh three two six five four, which curiously works. Um, the third album is like other stuff that I've done this year that you might or might not be interested in. I've done quite a lot of theme tunes uh, for other podcasts. There's um, there's this one. Uh, this is for a podcast called History on Film. Um, um, 
and of course uh, there's 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 my vegan life podcast which uh, hopefully you're you're all loving and enjoying at the moment and there's this so this is what um, ruined all the advent music last year uh, this is a series um, a podcast series I did with John Holmes called Cold Case Crime Cuts, which if you haven't listened to, it's, it's well worth listening to. It's very funny, and it's won quite a lot of awards. It's like a parody of Serial. Um, the trouble with John is that he's such a frustrated rock and roller and he always wants guitar music and it's an absolute nightmare. Um, Pat Cecil, one of our listeners, features on one of the tracks. Um, it's uh, I'll come on to that in a minute. But This is uh, A Place in the Sun. I had to do a sort of little parody thing. This is for a one-off show by The Delightful Sausage on Radio 2. I did their theme tune as well. Uh, another thing I did for John Holmes was Rock and Nori. Um, I've called it Rock Story on the album just because I'm like, eh, I, I have no idea what kind of rights deal he did with that. So, um, <clears throat> but I did a lot of the music for that. Pat did some of the music for, uh, on the Stasis Quo track. This is The Libertines. This is Pete Doherty, and this is secretly my favourite. <laughs> I love that tune. <laughs> um, there's also some uh, great failed endeavours, including some pictures. And also, uh, well, this did get used, I think, on a, a cartoon thing that I, I don't really want to talk about. It's, it's... Ah, my friends. Melody divine, my heart and thine. Nothing but music between us. My heart full of song. What could be wrong with me and my musical keenness? I know that my singing's not pretty. Some would say that it sounds shameful, this ditty, but though it's malign for your intestine I'll keep singing Melody Divine <coughs> I'll go and make the stew now, friends uh, and other abandoned projects, such as uh, me trying to write songs that I had never heard, like Benny and the Jets. Do you remember Benny that? The Jet, it out of space. And uh, the idea of doing weekly musicals, Spring Hill Jack, remember that? Who'd like to buy some non-essential items? Who'd like to buy some non-essential items? Who'd like to buy 
Um, yeah, so there's like 90 tracks of, uh, I'll use the term music loosely. 455 episodes we've done now. Um, uh, oh, I've had a couple of presents as well that i got to share with you. Uh, it feels like the, the right time. Thanks so much to uh, Nat and Al for this. Uh, a marvellous map. Great British place names. Uh, I was going to buy this. I saw this advertised online. And then, and then, and I've bought it. Did you know there are places called Slap Bottom, Happy Bottom, Shuffle Sheeps, and Cocking? Um, so I'm going to put that up. I got this amazing present from Neil. Uh, Patreons know that on Friday nights we do a watch along. Invariably, we watch three, two, one uh, with Ted Rogers, and look, a signed photo of Ted Rogers to Susan. I'm going to have to change my name to Susan uh, just because of that. Thank you uh, so much for that. And I do want to thank um, everybody uh, who's contributed over the last couple of years. Uh, People who've written in with stuff, um, uh, particularly in terms of uh, live contributors, uh, Mick Wright and the stalwart John Holmes, who um, he's just always there. Like you say, can you do a thing? And he always does it. And... That is a really, really rare thing because um, there's a lot of people I ask to do stuff on this podcast and invariably on a Sunday night you get out, oh, sorry, text. And it's like, that's okay. Because, you know, uh, he's just always there. John is truly an amazing man. Uh, I want to thank Cousin Davey for being my Cousin Davey and for being brilliant. And if you haven't listened to Audio Freaks yet, that's Audio F-R-E-Q-S, Freaks. Doesn't work. Um, well, you should. It's like our old Friday shows. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I want to thank Julie Prunes for sort of keeping this in line and for a lot of moral support. And quite a lot of admin, frankly. Um, I want to thank the Patreons who keep this going. You've no idea uh, how much I appreciate you putting your money where my mouth is. And and to you for listening. Otherwise, I would just be another tree in the podcast forest and i know it's it's probably quite frustrating to listen to the show sometimes um like if you're a long-term listener and there's there are some old lags here uh i know i i sort of pick up ideas and then i drop them and it must be quite annoying and seem a little bit flaky and i i annoy myself with that have no doubt um and there's always this sort of part of me that's like yeah yeah i'm definitely going to pick that up again and I'm not saying I won't, but I'm saying it can take a really long time. And I think with the podcast, latterly, I've I have struggled with it a little bit. I think because I I haven't I can't work out what the purpose is at the moment. I mean, you know, ideally it's it's fun and stuff. But like during lockdown, I knew exactly what the purpose of this podcast was. Um, it became a little sort of community hub, and it was great and it meant the world to me and I got some really nice messages from other people saying it meant a lot to them and you know uh life kind of geared up again and and that's great obviously um and I'm sure I will know what the purpose of the podcast is in the future um as as a as a straight white middle-aged man uh 
it's a little ironic to be saying I, I don't really enjoy grandstanding. Like I don't necessarily want it all to be about me. But then that means actually reaching out to other people more. And I'm quite bad at that. Um, and, you know, uh, I, maybe I'm not quite as extroverted right now as, as, as I ordinarily would be. Um, you don't need to worry. There's nothing to worry about. Like, we all wax and wane, don't we? Uh, and I think at the moment I'm sort of fighting my own inertia a little bit. Um, uh, there's, there's lots of things that I, I want to do. There are some things going on in my life right now and have been for some time that take quite a lot of energy up. Um, and um, I, I thank you for your understanding um, with that. Nothing to worry about, but, you know, it's all process, isn't it? Uh, I'm absolutely keeping this going weekly. Um, I might change change day at some point because Monday at 10 a.m. is a lousy time to run a podcast. Everybody has, like, important meetings at 10 a.m. That's a dumb idea. Like, a lunchtime on a Thursday might be a better idea uh, or something. I'll figure it out. Um, but I'd also quite like to try and do some sort of short runs of things. Um, you know, like I'll say, oh, for this one week, I'm going to do this in addition to the weekly thing. You know what I mean? Um, if you have any thoughts about that, let me know. It's uh, not today at swanburst.com. I always love receiving your thoughts, even the ones from Hedy, who I haven't read out for a while. Um, there's quite a lot of emails stacked up. Um, but um, but there it is. Uh, there's a few nice uh, questions. Um uh, 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 is there going to be a physical copy of of the album? Um, yeah, I mean, if 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 enough of you want one, I'll I'll sort it out. And I I, sh- I kind of want to do it for Patreons anyway. Um, it's just I'm not going to get it done in time for the anniversary, which is Wednesday. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, all right, cool. Uh, some nice ideas coming through on YouTube. Neil suggests have not today. Thank you on Monday. Game saves on Tuesday. Vegan life podcast on Wednesday, and audio freaks on Friday. Oh, what, what what am I doing on what am I doing on Thursdays then? Rick says uh, this podcast so helped me through the lockdown. So thank you all. Yeah, everyone was amazing, amazing there. Um, and Pablo says I've been here since day one, and I still think game saves would work as a spin-off podcast. It would. I just need to find time and energy. Uh, anyway, you guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you for giving me purpose and meaning. I mean, I have my family, obviously. That's great. Uh, but, you know, in terms of creatively, thanks, guys. Um, thanks. Thanks, fam. I mean, family, family, and, and fam. Family, family. Thanks, thanks all. I will see you next week as we go on. This has been a Swanburst Media production. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 